Hello, folks. Welcome to the latest episode of Report This Post. I'm Geiger. That's Christian. Hi, Geiger. What you drinking? Uh, this is a Coors Banquet. Love that tall shit, boy, and we are your hosts with the post. <laughs> brought to you this week by Coors Banquet. Apparently, <laughs> uh, zero subtlety with their their ad placement. <laughs> you just someday right maybe the they can pay yeah. us. Mm. Uh, yeah, welcome to the show. A uh, very very exciting episode. Very special one, no doubt about it. Um, this week's topic was actually broached to me by a fan of the show, friend of the show, friend of me. I don't know if you know who it is. Hmm. Uh, Bill goes by uh, at Prophet Husband. Oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. And he suggested young adult literature. Yeah, which is a literature for uh, teenagers, but in reality is read by. I actually have. I much pulled. Older I pulled people. the description. I pulled okay. the, uh, the terminology. So, young adult fiction (YA) is a category of fiction written for readers from 12 to 18 years of age. Mm-hmm. While the genre is targeted to teenagers, approximately half of young adult readers are adults. Yes. The subject matter and genres of young A correlate with the age and experience of the protagonist. The genres available in YA are expansive and include most of those found in adult fiction. Young adult fiction was developed to soften the transition between children's novels and adult literature. Mm-hmm. So, so the definition of it. For you. Uh, noble intentions with uh, young adult fiction, but mm-hmm. like so many things, completely ruined by <laughs> assholes on the internet. Yeah. Um, um, I would say, uh, I think, in terms of, mm, you know, obviously we, this is our 39th episode. We've looked at a lot of different people online. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the worst groups for for different reasons. Yeah, for m- multiple reasons, yeah, from both sides. And um, doing research for this episode, I did not realize that there were 400,000 books about uh, teenage wizards and witches and shit yes. out there. That yeah. is absolutely insane to me. They all have roughly the same plot. They, <laughs> they cover yeah. the same sort yeah. of bases. It's, uh, uh, it's like an orphan kid that finds out they have powers and there's a secret world and they mm-hmm. got to save it. And uh, there's some evil person that turns out that they yeah. have some connection like, to. Adults are dumb and evil except for the, like, the good ones, you know. And the kids wind up saving the day. There's zero uh, unique uh, stories to any of this. And uh, they're all written very simple because they're for children, basically. So it attracts really dumb people who don't have a good imagination, but have a whole a hell of a lot of opinions about a whole. Now you said you think this is shit. something you enjoy spending your time doing. Is so reading this? I want to get started with the posts right away. Uh, you want to get started? Sure. All right. So the first, um, I guess I'll call this a tangent that I found. It was about a book called The Black Witch. The Black Witch. Did you see anything about The Black Witch? Yes, yes okay, I did. did. Okay, terrific. I'm going to read you the jacket copy uh-huh. for The Black Witch. Mm-hmm. A great winged one will soon arise mm. and cast his fearsome shadow upon the land. And just as night slays day and day slays night, so also shall another black witch rise to meet him, her powers vast beyond imagining. So foretells the greatest prophecy of the Gardenia mages. Carnissa Gardner, the last prophesied black witch, drove back the enemy forces and saved her people during the Realm War. Now a new evil is on the horizon, and her granddaughter, Elorin, is believed to be Carnissa's heir. But while she is the absolute image of her famous grandmother, Elorin is utterly devoid of power in a society that prizes magical ability above all nearly, above nearly all else. So good. So, this was this book... Um, 
came out and some people got some advanced copies of it to do. So I guess this is a, I mean, yeah, it's a thing. Where, Pretty common. But, but for some reason with these young adults, um, there are people that have followings for reviewing yes. young adult literature. Mm-hmm. Completely bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Very bizarre. Yeah, that's yeah, that's um, pretty common with a lot of these uh, any of these online I uh, guess that's true. insular communities, but especially uh, these wretched people. Yeah. Who, uh, so yeah, this I first came upon this on a from a post on Twitter by a person that goes by Book Witch. With two V's instead two of two V's, baby. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's good. All right. So here's the post I found. I finally finished writing my 8.7 thousand word review of The Black Witch by Lori Forrest. Read, boost, and inform. Even at 8.7 thousand, this is a bare bones review. There's a lot more to unpack than, this, than the little I did in this review. I'm hoping that this can serve as a resource to people in this community who are much more eloquent and well-versed than I am. Eight eight thousand words, and it's eight point <laughs> seven thousand word review. <laughs> the entire review is a trigger warning for racism, but I've also put individual triggers when needed. Please read carefully. So here's some excerpts from the review, which unfortunately the blog post no longer exists. Mm-hmm. So this is what was posted into some articles, presumably. So. The book is racist, ableist, homophobic, and written with no marginalized people in mind. The Black Witch is the most dangerous, offensive book I have ever read. (laughs) (laughs) It was ultimately written for white people. Yes. It was written for the type of white person who considers themselves to be not racist and thinks that they deserve recognition and praise for treating people of color like they are actually human. Mm -hmm. And here's an excerpt (laughs) from the book. That is... From page 163 of The Black Witch. The Celts are not a pure race like us. They're more accepting of intermarriage, and because of this, they're hopelessly mixed. Yes, you just read that with your own two eyes. This is one of the times my jaw dropped in horror, and I had to walk away <laughs> from this book. Now, I think it's important to note that that, was a, that is being said by a character. In the book, correct. That is not the, like... the It's not the author. This is a character that is, like, racist in the book. Right, so basically, the, the if this is Harry Potter. Yes. These are these are yeah. all Harry Potter. Yep, this is So these are the uh, If death, Harry Potter came are, out now, the whole like muggle thing and all that, it would oh, be for sure. So these are death the death eaters are saying this. Mm-hmm. In this realm of the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> Okay. All right. So So this is this is another source. The Black Witch centers on a girl named Ellerin who has been raised in a stratified society where other races, including Selkies, Fae, Wolfmen, etc., are considered inferior at best and enemies at worst. But when she goes off to college, she begins to question her beliefs, ideology transformations that she's working on when she joins with the Rebellion in the novel's last 600 pages. So, again, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So, Harry eventually, Potter. the backlash turned onto Bookwitch, who ended up removing their blog post, but not before getting the Black Witch's Goodreads rating to drop to 1.71 thanks to the mass coordinated campaign of one-star reviews. And this was before it was ever published. Right. She was the only person that read the book. Yes. And uh, then people spoke out against it. People started just believing her review and believing the out-of-context quotes that are clearly uh, meant to just be characters in the book. Right. Saying things that um, are meant to show the character is a certain way. Correct. And then they will then change... As you do in, in books. 
one of those things that happens in books. Right. So this led to post. This is another Twitter post from another user um, that's deep into the YA uh, thing. Reminder that if you plan to read The Black Witch after all the info available on how racist, ableist, homophobic, etc. it is, you suck. So there's a ton of shit like that on on this uh, book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, it was one of the classic examples of uh, what we see with the YA lit a lot online. Of, a lot of books getting pre-canceled, I noticed. Yeah. Not, well, it's one thing to cancel, but now they're pre-canceling? <laughs> Uh, this is actually on the same book. Okay. Um, absolutely stupid author Tristina Wright had a comment. <laughs> she said that she condemned would-be readers of this book as well as others. And she said, she said, okay, imagine being so privileged you care about your own entertainment more than the hurt of marginalized people, she tweeted. Oh. Then declared... Reading a book specifically because it's been called out for racism, racism doesn't make you a champion of independent thought. It makes you a racist. Oh. So now, <laughs> a book that's been called racist by someone else, if you read that book, you, you are, are now racist. a racist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is incredible. Absolutely. It is that hyper-woke culture. We've seen some dumb woke people... In our podcast, this is uh, this is some of the best. Yeah, this just some of this really does take the cake. Yeah, it is, and it, and I I came across some of that stuff like we talked about last week, where it's these uh, um, God, I just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, they're they're so they're so they want to make their point so bad that they end up going the other way and making like an argument against what they're trying to argue. Absolutely, for, which is just delicious, wonderful. That's how absolutely. Most of this, the uh, the book witch lady had a, I had a couple more. I yeah, pulled some other it. tweets from her. Please. See if I can find them. Um, she, uh, she, she's written some dumb things about that book, but she also, um, she's one of these, you know, has 975,000 right. fucking tweets every day, just constant nonsense. <laughs> uh, so there was a book about a, uh, a trans woman in the Boogle Empire. Okay. Bugle. I don't know even know what. The, I don't know if that. I don't know what that is. Yeah, not but sure. She said, um, "Pretty peeved at myself for assuming that book about a trans woman in the Bugle Empire was own voices. Being a white trans person is a completely different thing than being a trans person of color. Please let queer people of color write their own stories. Ah. Hmm. If you don't know what own voices is, it's a, it's a hashtag own voices. It's a movement on uh, Twitter." Uh, it could be for any book, but specifically, it's really about young young adult literature. But it's one of these um, certainly a noble idea, and the point is, uh, you know, books written from certain character the characters. If it's a trans person of color, it's better if a trans person of color writes that book. Sure, sure. Uh, to me, I think that's great with um, like nonfiction. Or like biographies or something like that. Uh, when it's about um, wizard warlords in uh, <laughs> ancient space kingdoms, um, I don't uh, personally. I'm not seeing uh, how big of a deal it is. Um, especially, it's still like you know, it's still it's a white trans person. But now, like, okay, you're still you're not the person in your book. You wrote that they have dark skin, Oop. so you can't say that. 
Yeah, you're canceled. Because you can't, you can't live, you can't show, you haven't experienced the life of a uh, black person of color 6,000 years ago uh, in a laser uh, wolf kingdom. <laughs> like, <laughs> this Yo, this is, is like, actually, actually these books sound actually pretty cool. Yeah, they're actually. I bet they're all really great. We should. Uh, you want to just pull it up? We'll just read it for the rest of the episode. No, I don't think I'm gonna. We do should that. get through it pretty quick. <laughs> these are all written by <laughs> dullards for dullards. Uh this was. Um, I'll just yeah, read another more, some more of hers. <laughs> Let's just make this whole episode. <laughs> you really could just go down her feed. There are some tweets going around about an upcoming book that has been called out for anti-black racism. Mm -hmm. White people, we do not need to give our takes on this. Boost the thoughts of black and Asian writers. Good grief. Which is incredible because she's... The only thing she does is give her her takes on literally every possible thing, including uh, that book that she wrote uh, 8,700 words about, even though that wasn't... Like that should be a good example. It's like we shouldn't be giving our takes. It's like, well, you wrote nine thousand words. <laughs> you wrote a on book something that you it. shouldn't have uh, given your take on. Yikes. This other one is um, this one kind of uh, I really cringed at this one. I felt bad. <laughs> so she just uh, unrelated to all this stuff. She just quote tweeted a video uh, that was titled "A Recording of the Only Known Albino Humpback Whale on the Planet." So just one of these little cute little videos on there, mm-hmm. and she she added the caption of. Captain Ahab is rolling in his grave because, you know, he likes from Moby Dick, you know? Yeah. An older gentleman named uh, Paul Davies uh, very cheerfully responded to that. Precisely, bravo. Melville's story I read just now was inspired by a journal of a powerful albino sperm whale published in the Knickerbocker in 1839. Just an old guy giving a little trivia. Mansplaining. She then screenshot his reply and made this tweet. Thank you, random white man, for congratulating me on making a very common literary reference. When the the eye rolling emoji. <laughs> uh oh! Can you imagine being this guy? This this it's like some six year old yeah. white guy just loves books. Just like just excited. Typed in typed in Captain Ahab yeah. on Twitter. So I like, excited! I to just see. finished this book. Let's see what people are saying. Ex- oh, excited to see like oh a young person's on Twitter talking about hey isn't that great? And she's like fuck you white man. <laughs> she, so she is one of the most uh, stereotypical. Oh for sure. Woke. Twenty-year-olds, uh, by the way, or basically, you know, the whole thing, um, pansexual or some shit, you know, whatever. Just now, you're uh, saying that's bad. I'm saying, I'm not saying, I'm saying it's bad. I'm saying it's, uh, it's, it's uh, not real, is what I'm saying. <laughs> God, all right. <laughs> Look, there's two genders, there's two sexualities, and uh, you got any more posts? Over there? I do. All right, let's lighten it up a little bit, Sean. This let's get me uh, post-canceled. <laughs> All right, so of course, uh, there's a subreddit for young adult lit. It's called YA Lit. There's actually, there's also a, I don't know if you saw, YA Writers. Yeah, I didn't. I yeah, have some yeah stuff that's too. also really good. So this was a post titled, Conflicted About Throne of Glass Coloring Book. <laughs> Did you see this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what a great... All right, so... so to keep everybody in the know, Throne of Glass is a young adult high fantasy novel series by American author Sarah J. Mass, beginning with the novel of the same name released in August 2012. The story follows the journey of Selena Sardothian, a teenage assassin in a corrupt kingdom with a tyrannical ruler. As the tale progresses, Selena forms unexpected bonds and uncovers conspiracy amidst her adventures. Wow, what's her name again? Selena? 
Selena Sardothian. Boy, that sounds... Mm, that's a first draft of a young adult <laughs> you protagonist want me to spell name. It? I really don't. C-A-L-E-A-N-A-S-A-R-D-O-T-A. It begins with a, a C. Yeah. Does Selena as well? I, well, yeah, the Selena does, yeah. Why would you say, like, Selena, the only Selena I know begins with an S. Mm, well, maybe I'm just, maybe I just can't read. That's a, that's probably more, more <laughs> along the line. So. Anyways, okay. So Throne of Glass, yeah, is so, that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, so Great this, name. You got the word throne right in there. Glass, another good one. You're set. And some sort of Sardothian, which makes it sound like a J.R. Sure. George R. R. Martin yeah, character. Yeah, so. yeah. All right. Hello, R.Y.A. Lit. In October 2016, I bought the Throne of Glass coloring book. And now, after a year of owning it, I have managed to finish only six pages of the 48 available, and I have no inclination to continue coloring any of the other pages. <laughs> that is because Akatar coloring book has been released in May. I personally can't buy it here in Romania. And it has stunning artwork by one of my favorite artists on DeviantArt, Char- Charlie Barwater. And they make the pictures of my Throne of Glass coloring book appear mediocre at mm-hmm. best in my eyes. I am currently hating myself for impulse buying Throne of Glass coloring book, and I have cut out the pages I have already colored and put them aside. I don't like the Throne of Glass coloring book illustrations anymore. They give me no incentive to color them, and because Akutar coloring book has around 17 to 19 colored illustrations done by Charlie Bowater, I'm inclined to abandon my Throne of Glass coloring book altogether and give it to my niece when she gets older. I know, I know, blasphemy, but at least my niece can appreciate the artwork, while meanwhile I cannot, not anymore. Oof. So a response from user Fine in Alaska, which is also a young adult novel. Oh, okay. Honestly, this seems like a kind of non-issue. You paid, what, $20 for a coloring book you already colored six pages in? Minute for minute, that's already cheap entertainment. You don't owe a book anything. You could throw it away and it wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> oh, man, someone getting called on the carpet for their coloring book <laughs> thing is just absolutely incredible um that that post really i think summarized someone who's like writing several paragraphs about regretting their coloring book <laughs> purchase that they managed to they colored six pages to type that out as a grown-up and say colored them removed them they're framed somewhere <laughs> just, but I'm i just it. it could you know it I think it should be at least 15 pages by now. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely incredible. I think <laughs> you look very defeated right it's just, now. <laughs> it's, just, it's very, it is very grim. I mean, uh, but you, this is every, this is every fandom. And you said, um, you mentioned uh, Akatar, yes. which is another series. Do you know what that stands for? No. Uh, A I Court s- of Thorns and Roses. Yes. Okay. Yes. Another, it's got all the right words. Thorns, which sounds like thrones. You sure. have you have throne in the other one. You have rose. Oh, let's see. Let's. I got. Uh, who's our uh, Who's our main protagonist in a court of thorns and roses? Oh, um, F E Y R E. Is that fire? Fire or fair? Fair. Fairy. Fiery. It might be, it's either fire, fair, or fairy. So her survival rests on her ability to hunt and kill. The forest where she lives in a cold, bleak place in the long winter months. <laughs> oh. So when she spots a deer in the forest being pursued by a wolf, she cannot resist fighting it for the flesh. <laughs> 
Dragged to a magical kingdom for the murder of a fairy, Fire discovers that her captor, his face obscured by a jeweled mask, is hiding far more than his piercing green eyes would suggest. Fire's presence at the court is closely guarded, and as she begins to learn why, her feelings for him turned from hostility to passion. Oh, Lord. And the fairy lands become an even more dangerous place. Whew, dreadful. But apparently there's a good coloring book for that out there. <laughs> <laughs> a really good art from a... A deviant art guy. Uh, someone's probably favorite had... deviant art guy. <laughs> 90% of his stuff is like furry porn. I shouldn't say that. I never looked at it, so maybe... Why would you but, look at it? But it probably is. Hey, there's a tweet by uh, Kelly Wickhamhurst okay. at Mocha Mama. Oh. Unpopular opinion, English teacher edition. Worship of the written word is a tenet of white supremacy. Oh, Mama. Now that's stupid, but... Now she's an English teacher. She's uh, apparently... Now writer Shauna M. Ahern at Gluten Free Girl responds, I get it. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I really don't care now if my kids read Chaucer or Moby Dick. The classics are all white men. I want them to interact with words, read books as a way of entering other worlds. High school English should be all current young adult. Wow, could you imagine? <laughs> so, fuck off, uh, Melville and Chaucer. You gotta read uh, a, a throne of... Uh, a throne of fire a and throne roses. Of magic wolves. That's the new... Books written by uh, perverted 32-year-old women. Yeah, did you notice that yeah. too? It's, it's all women. Yeah. Um... I wonder what that's about. It reminds me. Uh, <laughs> I think women are dumb. That's kind of what I'm getting at. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it's sort of to me. It kind of mirrors the um, and you, there is overlap the uh, the true crime community. Mm. Similar sort of thing. True crime fans, uh, not nearly as dumb, uh, but I'm sure there's some overlap as well. One of these days, we should do a combo up where we uh, we try to find overlaps for two two of our old. Or old, uh, oh, that's not a bad idea. Maybe put a put a thing out and uh, what is it called? Poll. <laughs> really struggling over there. <laughs> All right. All right. I got mm. another post from. You need one of these young adult writers to yeah, come up with some good. <laughs> yeah, they need to do my outline. <laughs> What's it called? A poll. <laughs> This is also from a young adult Reddit. A gentleman named Cobro. Cobro. Uh, he posted, I'm writing a book, comma, I'm 17 years old. Great. I, I would encourage young writers, right? Sure, of course you would. I currently have a 150-page work that I have been working on for almost a year. Cool. It's split into four different parts and focuses on the actions of a group of angels that are sent to Earth to mm. prevent the end of the world. Cool. It includes themes of war, death, love, and growing up. Of course, this is a broad overview of what is included in the book, but it isn't your cliche 12-year-old fallen angel love story. It's much more mature. I was wondering if this is an overused story and if I should post a larger outline of the story. Hmm. Valkyrie 44 posts in response to this. Your theme is a known trope, but how you write it determines if it's fresh or cliche. Give your characters dimension and have a logical plot arc within the universe of your story, 
and you're well on your way to awesome. Also, your post title is a run-on sentence. Don't you dare put stuff like that in your story, or I shall smack you with an unabridged dictionary. Ah, great. Um, But again, 17-year-old kid writing the same shit as these uh, 32-year-old women. Uh, Absolutely. It's all the same shit. Probably way better, too. He sounds... uh, Seems like he has his head on his shoulders. He's uh, he's like you know worried about things that he should be worried about. It sounds like you know asking the right questions. Like sure. these women clearly don't care about tropes being overrun, <laughs> overused. <sighs> like I understand. <clears throat> so here's the thing: there exists a market for genre fiction, sure. That where all the tropes are the same shit: romance, fantasy, sci-fi. Right? Hard to cover new ground there. Um, and there's a lot of writers just pumping that stuff out to make a buck. Right. It's when those people think they're doing something important is when it gets bad. In lies the, yeah, there's the, the rub of it, right? Because it's... Uh, like This is the blue-collar work of writing, where you're like... Oh, for You are sure. just this, pumping and dumping this just is the, text. This is the equivalent of like... You have like your stand-up comedians who sell out Madison Square Garden, and you have your guys that go to the comedy club and mm-hmm. do the same jokes in front of the same six other guys that yeah. they see. Twi- Just road work, yeah. Com- comedy, you know that. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. <laughs> well, there, yeah, there are comedians who make a living just traveling around the country, doing their bits. Yeah, and they make. But I feel they make is, a living doing. That. I feel this is even pre that. I feel this is like the getting your legs under you because well certainly these people are yeah yeah because this is like this is like it is it must be so easy to self-publish these days because yeah i mean i self-published a a bread making book oh yeah and that was (laughs) incredibly easy so i mean there has to be a market i mean there must be people out there because again all the all the covers look the same Mm -hmm. all the same fonts you know it's Mm -hmm. all and it's done i'm sure on purpose because if it looks the same, it's going to attract the same reader of a different series, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so the people out there that are doing these layouts and stuff must be making bank because you got... Well, the ones that are like actually being... But even the ones that are being published are still... There's so many of those. Right, right, right. And then they're making... I, I don't know I don't know what they're actually... Let's just say they're probably yeah, making... Be generous. They're probably making like, what, 40 grand a year? Writing Does that's that pretty seem, generous. I, <laughs> like yeah. that seems they're making what you know someone working a normal office job might make or something yeah. like that, right? Uh, you know, good for them. They're they're not going to be they're never going to be rich and famous writers, but they're like they can make ends meet. With hey, their craft, I can make right? ends meet with this thing I'm doing. Yeah, but I mean, if but that's none of that is glorious work, and these people are treating these things like. They're extreme important. Right, that they're more important than like Moby Dick. Right. And some some of them are stating specifically that. <laughs> that they're more important than Moby Dick. That's, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, there was a book called... Um, <clears throat> let me find it. There was a book called uh, The Hand, the Eye, and the Heart. I don't know if you heard about this. Mm. A lady named uh, Zoe Marriott wrote that book. So the idea of this book, it was kind of a retelling of Mulan but from an interesting point of view. So, here's a description. Zilan was assigned female at birth. Oh, God. (laughs) Despite an unusual gift for illusions, they know they will live out their life in the perfumed confines of the women's quarters. But when civil war sets the country aflame, 
Zilan is the only one who can save their disabled father from death on the battlefield by taking his place. Surviving brutal army training as a male recruit, Z is only the first challenge. Soon Z's unique talents draw them into an even more perilous fight in the glittering court of the Land of Dragons, where love and betrayal are two sides of the same smile. What? The fate of an empire rests on <laughs> Z's shoulders. But to win, they must first decide where their loyalty and their heart truly belong. So, we have... Uh, this lady wrote about um, what is essentially... It's a unique... Uh, it's sort of a historical retelling of ancient China. It's its own... It's a land called uh, Land of Dragons. It's not China. It not China. stars a... Uh, um, genderless character who you know is, is uh, what, what's the term gender queer one of those sure <laughs> you ask me like I'm gonna say something true. and uh, you know seems like a pretty progressive thing well we had some uh, some stupid ass reviews for this book okay here's one from our friend at book witch <laughs> mm-hmm. as a white non-binary person I am incredibly uncomfortable with a white cis writer telling a Chinese inspired Mulan retelling with a non-binary protagonist there's, there's layers here, folks. Yeah. Um, at we Wei Ming Kam, Cam, perhaps uh, some sort of Asian person, <laughs> some genre of Asian. Uh, I really do not understand why white queer people feel the need to use non-white cultures to filter their queer stories through. Ooh. Sounds bad. <laughs> Sounds bad. Here's a Brooke Banks, user on Goodreads. She gave it a one-star while adding it to her protesting and not reading bookshelf. <laughs> so she didn't read it right off the bat. Want to tell this kind of story, cis white people? Do it with your own place, for fuck's sakes. There's plenty of wars and examples where white women snuck off to war as men. So again, let's cover some very important notes here. book isn't actually in China. Right. Uh, it's based on, a, uh, certainly not modern China. It's based on a China from thousands of years ago. Right. Uh, it's uh, fantasy. There's magic and shit like that. Uh, and uh, my th- my third point is it's a book. <laughs> it's a fucking book. Yeah. Um, you know you can't you can't please everybody, right? It's one of these where like the idea of is like this story should be told from a you know an Asian person's person. Like what what is their perspective? They don't they didn't live five thousand years ago in China. There's no. Yeah, it's all made up. This is absolutely incredible. Just. I mean, I guess I get it from like the like the ghost like when the when Scarlett Johansson was cast as Ghost in the Shell as a main character in that. Yeah. Okay. That that is like whitewashing, as people love to say. This um, is the author. Right. This to me, what would be offensive would be based in ancient China, you know, and there's like queer people or trans people, and then. Oh, uh, some white guy comes in and saves the yeah. day. <laughs> just, just a random white guy's like, oh, now I'm here to make sure everything's good. Uh, this is... Like the last samurai. Yeah, but this is uh, someone who's writing, um, saying, here's a, you know, this is a great story. Hey, yeah, a, I thought this would be cool to, yeah, is, to see it through a different prism, it's right? Like, hey, yeah, it's like, you know what, I'm, hey, I'm a white person. I don't want to just write about white people, you know? Because that, like, ultimately, what you're saying is, you're a white person. You should only write about white people. Is like, so you just it's, want more it's that segregation thing. What yeah, are you talking? Yeah, yeah, about? Yeah. Like, so, so that means because there's more white writers, 
that that just means there's going to be more, even more white people in the story. They're, they are so far removed from <laughs> having a logical point. Is that famous uh, white people, this is not for you thing? You see that a lot oh, yeah. online. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so... It, I think they don't want they don't want white people to write, so they want they don't want white people to write stories featuring people of color. Hmm. But they they don't want them uh, writing uh, white people either. <laughs> they just don't want white. People I think to they write. don't want white people to write. That's <laughs> what I'm that's what I'm getting out of this. Which you know, honestly, it doesn't sound that bad. Most of these authors should. I think we have enough books. Yeah, I think we're all good on books from now on. There doesn't need to be more books. There's a lot of fucking books out there. There sure are. Speaking of books. You want to keep talking about books? <laughs> now that we're on the topic? Here's a, here's a tweet uh-huh. from G, Gihon Lovebots on Twitter. That's usually where tweets are at. Another reason I hate J.K. Rowling is she basically used werewolves as a metaphor for AIDS. Seen in the UK as something gay men go through most. But she didn't even have an explicitly gay character. Like, if you're using our suffering, at least represent us, bitch. <laughs> also, the fact that Lupin talked about how parents would write to Hogwarts because parents wouldn't want people like him. You know, something like that has actually happened to gay teachers. Like, fuck off. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, J.K. Rowling is fun, just for her own. Uh, <laughs> I have some other stuff on. That was one. Her stuff is so fucking funny about just adding gay people. It really is. We are gonna do an episode about Harry Potter. Oh, are we? I think. Oh, uh, Lord, don't it's, worry. it's. I mean, come on. That's that's that could be a two-parter with the amount of awful shit online. You could do the books, and then you could also do the movies because those are like almost two separate fandoms. How about we do an episode for each book? <laughs> no, I, don't think I think so. I think I'd lose a co-host. And a host, because I think we would both be off the show. <laughs> we would release an hour of silence. Um, yeah, yeah. Her, um, it it really does feel like she's like trying to catch up to all this woke stuff when she's oh, when yeah. she's like uh, you know. Adobe uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, actually died of AIDS. Yeah. Um, uh, on... Filch uh, likes to felch. Like, <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> oh boy, it's, it's uh, not great that we know car- names and characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that guy? Uh, Mad Eye. Mad Eye. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a power bottom, you know. Like, why not? I remember when she when she did the whole Dumbledore's gay thing. Like, um, my ex girlfriend at the time, big Harry Potter, and she was like really excited about it. And I was like, you know, that's not like. She just said. She just yeah. said that she didn't say it. Like, this goes back to that whole canon thing that mm-hmm. we've talked about, where. People, an author can just say that. Yeah. People like, well, that means it's true, but but there's literally nothing in the books. Right, there's nothing put in there too that says he's gay. There's nothing about his character that you can say is based on that. Like you can't say like he went, he had, he's he had experiences in his life that were like overcoming that. No, there's no, there's nothing. Right. So she just said, yeah, that guy's gay, and uh, people got really excited about it. But then she just keeps doing it. But it, it's that fan fiction thing, right? It's because it's like people, like okay, so like people will connect with characters and then be like, "What's the story? What happened afterwards?" And yeah. it's like nothing. Like yeah. it, the, that that's it, right? Yeah. And then until you write another book or something, well, right? Or there's another movie or what have you, where 
but like for the author of the for the originator of that character to come back and do like a fan fiction service on their own character really really weird really shitty yeah um yeah and there's some people who are very they i i saw a bunch of posts like uh and during like the star wars thing too it was like mm-hmm. hey if george says this is the way it is that means it's the way it is but it he just he was just sitting on his ass on his couch and he said that's the way it is and like that's there's nothing in any of the you're still beat up about that whole expanded universe game. Yeah, I don't wanna I wanna get in I wanna fucking get into it. Let's change gears a little bit. <clears throat> Alright. This is a tweet um from uh Changel's book. Okay. So it's the word change and then L S at the end of it. So it's like Changels. Angels. Changels, oh. yeah. So what is Changel's book? And here's the bio. What are Changels? Six psychic refugee teenagers who teleport around the world to safeguard teens who in the future will save humankind from itself. Like so Power Rangers. There is a Twitter account for that book. So That sucks. And, uh, <laughs> that <really> sucks. <laughs> this is also, here's another bio from uh, the Facebook for the... Oh, right? Lord. Changel's Genesis is one of the world's <laughs> biggest reads. Bigger than Lord of the Rings, bigger than War and Peace, and yet... <laughs> It is an easy read for people of all English reading levels. So, humongous book full of dumb words. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. It makes you feel really good. <laughs> it's so weird to... Uh, to say how big and stupid something yeah. is. <laughs> Our book is so big and dumb. That's the main selling point. <laughs> um, so anyway, they made a tweet following the Christchurch shootings. Oh, God. Is it too much to hope that after Christchurch that YA Lit will look more closely at the racist underpinnings of the global refugee crisis, or will it continue to simply pander to the sexual fantasies of selfish rich white women? Change will not happen without information. This is from the book. Yes, this is from the book. (laughs) Oh, that's so good, dude. Wow. (laughs) So... One of the things that's going to stop future mosque killings is uh, YA literature (laughs) addressing the refugee crisis. (laughs) If only Animorphs had (laughs) taken them. If only they they morphed uh, into, um, from a refugee (laughs) into, I don't don't know. Yeah, there's nowhere to go with that. It's not going to be bad. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that sucks so bad. That is, um, yeah, so not what I expected when I saw the, the big dumb YA lit book uh, bragging about how big and dumb it is. Yeah. Uh, talking about <sighs> mosque shootings. That's bad. And YA literature's role in them. That is really bad. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Moving on. You know who John Green is? Did you see his name come? John Green. That sounds familiar. A fault in our stars. Oh, he's this okay. guy. That's wrote, he's one of these middle-aged guys that. Uh, Has he been canceled? Uh, I don't think. I think they tried to cancel him, but I think he he clapped back. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but he writes these like preteen uh, coming of age love stories. Sure, really weird stuff. Mm-hmm. So he wrote a book called Turtles All the Way Down, which is a young adult novel. 
centers on 16-year-old American Aza Holmes, a high school student with OCD and anxiety and her search for a fugitive, yeah. fugitive billionaire. She's grieving the loss of her father while a budding relationship grows between her and a neighbor. Great. Just great. Good white, stuff. White bread. Classic, classic stuff. So, on the R. John Green subreddit, oh, okay. was a post from Steffelsney titled Anxiety and Turtles All the Way Down. To start, I've read and own all of John Green's previous books. I'm definitely right... Late reading this one, and unlike the others, I went into it knowing nothing about the premise of the book. I'm probably around halfway through it now, reading it, and getting into the mindset of Azza, and as I read it, my gosh, it set off my anxiety. Is there anyone out there who has read it and could tell me if they think I could manage the rest? I got the worst for me when, spoilers at this point, she kissed Davis for the first time. Just the details on how she was feeling started to set me off and make me panic. Does the rest of the book get into this a lot? Are there other anxiety sufferers who have issues reading this book? So, Three Little Monsters responds, Hi, fellow John Green fan and anxiety sufferer here. There were definitely times I had to put the book down and do something else for a while. The kissing scene was one. There was another scene in a car where the big thing happens that didn't set off my anxiety so much as I had to remind myself that it wasn't happening to me. There may be a couple more scenes that are hard to get through, but if you can make it to the end or skim over the parts that are hard, the ending is so, so worth it. I read it about a year ago on a plane and broke down weeping because it seriously spoke to me. Even now, when I remember certain quotes, I stop everything and start sobbing. Especially if you identify with some of Oz's internal problems, like being afraid that you always feel the way you do now. You need to read the ending. Um, there's something to be said about people that latch on to fiction that they that just kind of keeps them in a cycle, I guess is the thing. Like, And so reading a book about a person with anxiety while you're a teenager suffering from anxiety man mm -hmm. and the book is just all about the person having anxiety all the time yes uh, self-inflicted yes of, uh, yeah 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 you sort of like you know what you're doing and yet you continue to do it yeah, yeah there's so many books out there that you could read that aren't 100 percent about triggering you and something right yeah i mean that's how i feel like about like horror movies and stuff like that i've said this before um I used to love shit like that, and I just can't watch it now because it's just, the world sucks, so why do I want to mm -hmm. find my entertainment and that kind of thing? So it's the same kind of thing. Like, if you have feelings like that, man, it's uh, it's kind of like the emo culture from when we were coming up, where it's sure. like, I um, I hate myself and I want to die, so I'm going to listen to music that uh, makes me want to uh, yes. also die. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of it is, um, it's, you see it on, like, Twitter, where it's, uh, people who clearly hate being on Twitter are on there every second. <laughs> the people that, uh, post, this website sucks, and then post, uh, 400 other tweets after that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty similar thing. It's like, this is complete hell, I hate it. I'm never gonna stop. I can't I'm never gonna, stop doing it. That's good, a Oh my god! I just remember that whole thing. It was like, use the website. Or don't just fucking shut. Just stop bitching about up. it. Just yeah. do. Oh man. Yeah, there's um. <clears throat> I don't. I didn't like those posts you just read. They're very made you anxious. <laughs> they re they really did. Yeah, it's. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know what to tell someone who's uh, read a kissing scene in the book and had to put the book down. Like if Stand if you, up and walk if you heard that, you would think like, oh, oh, they must be like a thirteen year old from nineteen fifty. Like they got like it was too risque. Sure. Oh my goodness! But like, and it probably is just that. But they think it's it's anxiety or something. Like I don't. First of all, I'm gonna guess most of these people are self diagnosed. Oh yeah, yeah, and I think ninety percent pro- projection, right? It's, Absolutely. Uh, I connect with this character so much. And they probably just got super horny and didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> like they didn't know what that meant. Well, who does these yeah. days, right? Yeah. And the worst part is they're 40. Um, there was a, what we got here? There was a, um, <clears throat> so because, you know, all this drama and all that shit, there was a, all drama. Yeah. All this uh, <laughs> dumb shit online. Someone, um, some people notice that there are some connections between the YA lit drama and other online fandom dramas. So okay. This was a, someone made this point. It's not just, oh, these are the same tactics used in fandom pylons and YA Twitter pylons. It's straight up some of the same people rehashing the same behaviors that made them popular <laughs> in fandom. At least one person in the YA Twitter sphere who I know of harassed and ran people out of online spaces for writing abusive fan fiction, which means... The wrong person was dominant during sex. Or, in one particularly weird case, this person ran folks out of the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia fandom for writing incest fanfic (laughs) while insisting that Dennis Reynolds, the canonically a serial rapist Dennis Reynolds, was a victim of childhood abuse and thus couldn't know wrong from right, so their Max slash Dennis fanfic was totally morally okay. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> um, mm, boy. So there was a... Uh, first of all, there's an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia fan fiction fandom. That's insane. And uh, <laughs> That's insane. Okay. This person got run out of there for writing their incest fanfic and saying that Dennis <laughs> Reynolds was a victim of childhood abuse, which means he couldn't know wrong from right, so his serial abusing behavior is fine. One of the most insane collection of words <laughs> ever assembled. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I really don't know what to, how to process that. Boy, fan fiction, huh? Always sunny in Philadelphia fan. How do you have that? That's one of the last shows I would ever expect anything. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> wow. The show's been around so long. I guess it was a. Uh, it was <laughs> bound, bound to happen, happen right? wasn't it? God damn it! It's just everything. Nothing golden can stay. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Sounds like we got to investigate that fandom for a future episode. Mm, I don't know about that. I guess we don't have to. In fact, we probably shouldn't. All right. So, should we go into some more stuff here? Sure, why not? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's what we should do. Is that what the show's about? Stuff. <laughs> yeah, stuff. All Posts right. and such. So, this is a post on Kataku in Action oh, subreddit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been there? It's a good one. They sort of make fun of uh, a lot of this right. shit. So, this is a a tongue in cheek. Um, it's it's about ethics in young adult fiction. Mm-hmm. So, um. 
this is uh how do I want to put this? This is a tongue in cheek, but a po- towards the positive side of supporting what's happening. So, okay, a woman uh, named Emily Wenzow, which I think you mentioned earlier. Uh, did I? You said uh, you you said um, some sort of oriental, oriental name. name. <laughs> it wasn't that one, okay. but all right, all right. <clears throat> After weeks of young adult fiction drama involving the highly anticipated release of Emily Wenzel's Blood Air novel being dragged through mm. mud for being racist, yes, the author has announced that the book will no longer be released. Yes, I know about this book. Here are the crimes this writer is guilty of, as uncovered in the witch hunt. The original description bird contained this paragraph. In a world where the princess is the monster, oppression is blind skin color, and good and evil exist in shades of gray. Comes a dark Anastasia retelling that explores love, loss, fear, and divisiveness, and how ultimately it is our choices that define who we are. Off the bat, the author fucked up right here with oppression is blind skin color. The book also involves slavery and some kind of slave auction scene where a black woman sings to the main character while dying. This is apparently not okay to exist in fiction, but I'll leave it here for you to figure out exactly why. So a, a there's a scene with a black character sang to a white character. While dying. And that's racist. Yeah. Okay. Some of the Goodreads reviews say that it's not okay to tell a story where magical powers cause people to oppress you. What? The argument here is that if you can use magic, you're obviously dangerous in-universe. In real life, if somebody thinks you're dangerous just because you're black, they're obviously racist. Ooh. It's a pretty good argument, <laughs> but since I haven't read the book, I have no idea if it's a complete oversimplification or if it really is a horribly flawed comparison that would only really work as a reason to move the plot along for a ch- Chinese children's book. Now, you you know, um, the first thing that came to mind, maybe I heard it wrong, but it, it reminds me of uh, like X-Men. Something like that. Oh, that they're like, like that they're uh they have like magic mutant powers yeah, or whatever. Yeah, protect the world that fears them because of their powers. Is that, is, isn't that the same sort of thing? Mm-hmm. That you're dangerous because of your powers. Yeah, yeah, that's very X Men. But that's so they're not comparing. This person is comparing that in real life. If someone thinks you're dangerous just because you're black, so they're saying that in the in universe that having powers is like being black. You're right, marginalized, you're, right? Which is like X Men, right? Right. Yeah, but I'm assuming the author's not saying that's a good thing. I'm assuming they're pointing that out that that should not be that way. Correct, right? But these people are taking are it stupid. At face value. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is the last paragraph oh for this. God. The author is Chinese, the most problematic person of color. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. That's great. Uh, how dare she write about oppressed minorities <clears throat> without actually being black and having a history of slavery? And she said it in Russia, of all places. Oh, my so. God. Yeah, that's... um. Yeah, that book was uh, just like the uh, Blood Witches, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. similar in terms of just canceled for no fucking reason. Yeah, I found a lot of stuff on that book. Um, and it all pretty much just sucked ass. It's... A lot of the stuff you feel like you're having a stroke while you're reading it because it's like referencing all these people. And unless you actually know what the fuck they're talking, I have no idea who these people are. And I'm not going to put the time into trying to figure it's out very what the hard, fuck yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Um, writer Jesse Single. I don't know if you know this man mm-hmm. or guy, gal, whatever. Uh, I'm assuming it's a guy, right? Yeah, it's a guy. Okay. He was asking, He he's kind of, he got to, he sort of went notorious because he was writing about how stupid a lot of this YA right. Twitter shit is, so he, <laughs> he got a lot of heat. Uh, 
but he uh, one thing he did was he he, he made an article. He wanted to uh, he wanted to have uh, like actual authors of YA literature to reach out to him about some uh, bullshit they've had to deal with. Okay. So here's here's one of the responses from a guy. Uh, I'd like to be anonymous, anonymous, but for whatever you're working on, feel free to use this screenshot where the agent in question rejects my work, which features a white female protagonist, asking me to write a male own voices protagonist instead. I looked at her standard rejections on Query Tracker, which is a website where which tracks, uh, you know, these agent sure. submissions and all that. Uh, this is custom. Meaning she judged based on my name that I should be writing own voices and apparently only male characters. Hmm. So he did a screenshot of her uh, apology to, to him. Thank you for your query and I apologize for the late reply. I'm just catching up on a backlog of queries. Although this particular book doesn't work for my list, I appreciated the chance to read your sample and liked your writing very much. If you happen to write another book with a male protagonist, preferably hashtag own voices... And if you aren't represented by someone else at that time, I would be glad to read it. I think the biggest thing I resent is that being told to stay in my lane for me apparently means writing about a country I wasn't born in, (laughs) have only the vaguest connection to or knowledge about, and doesn't particularly interest me. I'd much rather write about the Roman Empire or the Diadochi states after the collapse of Alexander's empire, but it's clear they want a very specific kind of own voices for me rather than letting me write about whatever I feel like. The irony of white women telling me the kind of diversity they want aside, if they really wanted to amplify diverse voices, they'd probably be better served going and translating books from other countries that are written in their native language and selling them in the U.S. market. Hmm. So this really encapsulates the whole thing. Mm-hmm. This agent is a white woman telling a, ma- a person of color that I want you to write the way I want you yeah. to write. Otherwise, I'm not going to take... He, he wrote the story with a female protagonist this own story that he just wanted to write and he's like I love it great idea she's like no no you write how I want you to write sucks a white lady telling <laughs> a person of color nah because of <laughs> it, that is the so woke that it's actually absurdly racist thing right which is what's so wonderful about all this it's great to hear from a guy like that who's like I don't I just want to write about stuff I want to fucking like most authors just want to like write about things that interest them at a time. Sure. It's not like sure. <laughs> they don't have this grand scheme of what, you know. Yeah, it's not, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's creating art. You're not doing it as far as like, this is how I want people to perceive me like this through my art. It's like, I want to make yeah. this, right? Mm-hmm. He's just like, I like writing <clears throat> stories and I want to, I want this subject interests me. This other one doesn't, but because of my name, he has like an ethnic name. He's like, okay, you, you're better writing off as. <laughs> um, I actually found something through Jesse Single as well. Mm-hmm. This was a book called A Place for Wolves. Did you see anything? I about did, this? yeah. Okay. So, the, A Place for Wolves is a young adult novel um, about a gentleman. James Mills and his Brazilian boyfriend, Tomas, must rely on each other as they travel through war torn Kosovo. And try to reunite with their families. This book pissed a lot of people off. Oh, it sure did. So, here's a tweet that kind of sent me down a rabbit hole here. Hey, how about we don't promote or support books about a romance between the victimization... Excuse me, romance between and the victimization of two Americans set during a real-life historical genocide where the villain is part of the demographic that was ethnically cleansed. (sighs) 
I know what you just said because I had to read that tweet Correct. myself 25 times, but it is so wildly stupid. So, okay. <laughs> so, this Break is set in 1990s Kosovo. War-torn Kosovo. And these two guys um, are looking for family members during this genocidal act. Mm-hmm. And then there's a doctor... What's it? He's the villain. Was, I anyways, don't remember that part. Um, here, here's a rev- here's part of, part of a review from Goodreads. I have to be absolutely fucking honest here, everybody. I've never been so disgusted in my life. <laughs> I'm going to give you a bit of a history lesson. It's going to be extremely summarized, which it wasn't, because I don't have the space to give you all the information in great detail. But if you want to know more, and you should, I would encourage you to do some research yourself. In the 90s, Yugoslavia broke apart into different nation states. One of the states that wanted independence was Kosovo. Right beneath Kosovo is Albania, and 90% of most people living in Kosovo were ethnically Albanian. Most of these Albanians were also Muslim. Above Kosovo is Serbia, which was largely Orthodox Christians, and Serbia did not want Kosovo to seek independence. Now, what's the relevance here, you may ask? Well, a place for wolves is set during the Kosovo genocide. It centers on two non-Muslim Americans and largely focuses on their suffering and their fear whilst being caught in chaos. We get the story of privileged Westerners as they viewed the conflict, which could have been handled well, but oh, it was not. We were meant to care about the main characters and screw the genocide victims, really. Which would you find if there were a fantasy novel, but for fuck's sake, this novel is set during a real-life genocide. So that that line about it being a fantasy novel we've just gone over doesn't matter. No. So if it were set on Mars just X, that. of course they don't actually care about that. And it was based upon it; that would still, the correlation would still be made. So, I, anyways, this this also goes in the own voice thing. Um, and by the way, it's about it's a gay romance. So it's, correct. It's it's not yeah. cis things. And right. And then here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. Um, this book features a romance between two cis men, and that, as you may know, is fetishization. Now, I want to clarify, what? dear God, I do not mean this author fetishized this gay relationship. I have zero criticism with the gay representation in this book. It was own voices and well done. It's the reason I gave two stars in one, from, instead of one, actually. <laughs> However, I have a strong issue with the way that a lot of the reviewers are reacting to this book. And I have to be honest, a lot of it reeks of women fetishizing gay men. So now the person has a problem with the book because of the way other people are perceiving it so like i double you're viewing it through a, a review reviewer's lens as well it just absolutely sucks. stupid um yeah this is a like the idea of telling a tale of like think of how many movies and books have been about like People like during the Holocaust and right, stuff like finding that. each other, right? Finding comfort. In this one is another. like this is a classic sort of idea, sure. really. It's not like a new thing. So I don't know what the hell the Kosovo thing even. Yeah, there was the, real victims. It's like yeah, of course there were, but that's the book's not. This book's not about them. Yeah, and the thing was like it only happened twenty years ago. And it's like yeah, I saw a lot of stuff on that like this week about uh the Chernobyl show uh-huh. on HBO. Did you see like the backlash uh-huh. like? Is there? Oh yeah, of course. Because, you know these these are real stories of real people that happen, and they're being fictionalized for your entertainment. It's like give me a give me a break, dude. Yeah. Like you're still watching the shit, asshole. So what the fuck? 
I really don't know what the beef is with this one, this <laughs> book, and there is a lot of it. Yeah, I um, um, it seems like one of those things where it just snowballed out of nowhere. Of course, because it, again, I think this was this another one that got pre. No, they didn't. This one actually got published, but um, I think it did. But it did have a lot of reviews and cancellations online for. Again, so it's like these are two white. These are and again. This is the own voices thing, and, mm-hmm. and she said, "I'll give it two stars for that." <laughs> like, yeah, I'll throw you so a this, bone, you, the, you pig. This is the own voices. It's a gay. I'm guessing it's a gay guy talking about gay men. Sure. Great, but they're cis gay men. Yeah, and they're set. Um, s- they're in a backdrop that is problematic for some reason. Correct. Even though you know, this author probably did a lot of research about it, probably made sure it was you know accurate as you know and it's probably a very interesting sounds like an interesting background for this stuff why would that be yeah but hey fuck that guy yeah. goes speaking of Jesse Single as we talked about a lot of people hate him mm-hmm. so he got um, <clears throat> he got big time big time attacked by some uh, notable YA Twitter freaks <clears throat> this is from at L on words E-L-L-E okay History will place Jesse Single in the same category as Trump, Bannon, the KKK, neo-Nazis, and all the other bigots currently coasting on the media's obsession with humanizing some of the worst meat sacks to ever tumble into existence. Nice. Part of said humanizing is providing obsessives like the jester with a platform for which he can spew his racism and phobias. Honestly, it's the only time the media removes the stick up its ass. Then they promptly use it to prop up white supremacy. Now I have a I have a question here. Yes. Does he not uh, unearth a lot of the racism that people are yes. posting? Okay. Yeah. And not uh, not promoting it himself, correct? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Just making sure I was on the right. Yeah, a lot page. of his thing is uh, is big into like you know he he's big into like promoting people of color and mm-hmm. all that. But he's also like a smart guy, so he realizes that people obsessed with. Uh, YA fiction are fucking morons. Mm-hmm. So the people that are think he's a uh, KKK member because of that. Very cool. This is at Mike Jung. Hey, are you a kidlit person? Kid literature? Oh, who's politically progressive but are doing things like linking to slash agreeing with articles by people like Jesse Single? Do you realize that you're aligning yourself with Trump supporters and alt right bigots? Do you care? You should fucking care. There's a difference between aligning with Trump supporters on an issue and being a Trump supporter. But it's also true that singles posts about YA are very, very popular with white supremacists. <laughs> How do you know that? Also, correlation, is there anything there? No. And to be clear, boosting and supporting singles posts about YA Twitter isn't a value-neutral choice. He's deliberately targeting specific oh women God. of color. His racism and misogyny are unmistakable. So probably because he said that some woman of color wrote a book that he didn't like right and then all or had some sort of issue with his it. thing is these reviewers he like he book which got popular because of him saying like look at this fucking freak ah mm. and like he was he wrote an article highlighting he does basically what we do just in the literature world right yes um and much you know Less much. professional than we do, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he just much uh, less successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he 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 did this article about like, hey, just so you know, the uh, young adult literature world is uh, crazy online, and then went through a bunch of examples, mm-hmm. and then because 
like Trump supporters and uh, thought he was right, they that they think that means you know he's somehow aligned. Yeah, I get yeah. It. What they also what they don't fail to realize is that almost everyone thinks he's right. Pretty much everyone except for white yeah. people think he's right. Everyone's like it's one of those things like everyone of all stripes can get together and be like, we agree that these people are fucking insane sure. freaks, but because they see some actual bigots be like, yeah, this is, these white lit people are dumb. They think that means that Jesse Single is a racist. And he's canceled. He has been canceled. Um, you got any more? I do. Let's hear it. All right, so this is a recent one. All right, so there's some recent drama surrounding a young lady by the name of Victoria Aveyard. Um, Do you hear anything about this? I don't remember that, no. All right. So Miss Aveyard is the author behind the Red Queen series of books for young adults. Red Queen. Yes. Another good name. Of course. I think one of them is like Snow, Print, you know, whatever. Terrible, whatever. Uh, so a few weeks back, she made a couple Twitter posts about shipping some characters from the popular HBO series <coughs> Game of Thrones and it upset some of her fans. Oh, no. So here's what she had to say. So someone tweeted to her, I'm waiting for you to come through with that King Crow and Queen in the North, Jansa fic. So Jansa is uh, no. a romantic shipping yep. of... Jon Snow and Sansa Stark, who in the show are raised as siblings. So that upsets some people. That Just that tweet. So, Victoria says, In another life, I would have already been three chapters in. Jenny Han, who's another young adult author, responded, Another life? Girl, just tell us your gnome de plume and get it done with. To which Victoria responds in all caps, Jenny... So, is this Johnny Sons? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So, a, c- a couple <laughs> other young adult authors jumped in and started saying how they loved the idea of Johnson fan fiction, and fans just weren't too happy. So, someone, uh, Spooky Alice on Twitter, said, "Hey, have Claire Legrand and Victoria Aveyard and other young adult authors going on and about addressing Jonesa." Um, have they addressed the fact that they gushed about incest on a public platform where teenagers can see what they have to say? So Victoria Aviar quote tweeted that tweet and added this. Fictional arcs, excuse me, fictional arcs, actor chemistry, plant payoff, and basic context of story and circumstances aside, I think teenagers deserve a lot more credit than given. Any chance we can have a discussion about this outside of the holiday weekend? I assume we're all busy with friends and family activities. So basically just like being like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to write my incest fan fiction about Game of Thrones characters, whether you like it or not. Um, very, very cool. But that was, there was so much stuff on that. I found oh, just yeah, so many tweets about that topic and people being upset and other, but all the authors and again all these middle-aged women all about it yeah really uh bizarre bizarre <laughs> behavior <laughs> women are freaks that's we're getting into this <laughs> women be incest i just have one more quick post there was uh, some book written by some white lady featuring black canceled uh, black characters <laughs> and she got canceled for it okay. 
Uh, this is a comment. There was a blog post about it uh, written by some woman of color like explaining why it was canceled. But anyway, this is a comment on that post by a lady named Stephanie. Okay. I just read about this book today and have perused an excerpt and some of the reviews. I am as confused as to how a white woman from Texas has any authority mm. to write about what it is like to grow up black in the ghetto. It's offensive to me, and I'm white. It really hit me when you said, white appetite for black pathology is real. Wow, that is some hard truth right there. Or maybe a lady just wanted to write a book from uh, someone else's point of view. (laughs) How is that? This is what authors have done since... The beginning of time. Beginning of fucking... This is what every author, they like to... (laughs) It is staggering to me that this is a fucking thing. And it's so and it's so crazy, so centered in young adult, mm. because like, uh, well, this is about, I was about to say, uh, you know, Stephen King didn't like uh, torture his family in a hotel, but I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, he actually he probably did. Yeah. <laughs> he he kind of did. Uh, I mean, there that. is right, uh, there's right what you know, which mm-hmm. is a thing. It's that's really just like a good tip for writers. Like, hey, it's just easier to write that way. Sure, but um, and uh, use The Shining as an example, but he he wrote that you know that's an author. In the book, right? But he also wasn't uh, what is some by other? Look, <laughs> Green Mile. He wasn't a prison guard in the '30s. Right. You know, he was somehow able to do that. He, uh, Carrie. He wasn't a 16-year-old girl. Right. Somehow yeah. he wrote these books, figured it out, and they're done well, and people like them. Uh, some people like them in this room a lot. Yeah. Both of us do. Probably. Um, I'm sure, perhaps, if Stephen King was replaced with an equally competent woman who was a 16-year-old girl going through troubling teen years, maybe she could have written that book better. Uh, but that didn't happen. Instead, it was one. it was a guy who came up with an idea and he wrote it, and it was... The idea of like policing who gets to write ideas or something, mm-hmm. like, that's really the big issue I have is yeah. the idea that, and you know, as I saw in one of these reviews, it was like, this isn't the person that should be writing about this. It was like, there, you don't, there's no committee that picks ideas and then assigns them to authors. It's these this, are authors that come up with these ideas. Right. And it's the same thing with like the, um, like the backlash with like the Disney Aladdin thing where it's like, you shouldn't have a white man directing the, you know, it's yeah. like, who cares? Like, I mean, it's, 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 it's fiction. It is fiction. It's, it's tough. It's tough to wrap my head around the way, why, why people choose this hill to die on, I guess. Cause I mean, Oh, they're pathetic. <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay. Great. Are you done? Uh-huh. Hey, speaking of pathetic, let's get to our... Well, first, let's wrap up. Way lit. Um, I feel like there's still so much more ground to cover that we just don't have time for, but obviously, um, it's one of the most bizarre online communities. Very much so. Um, People who are extremely woke and probably the most... Woke community online, extremely woke, but also somehow uh, want uh, segregation in their literature. Well, that is the most woke possible. Yeah. Is uh, extreme segregation. But anyway, 
Uh, let's get to a rousing round of twit or twittin'. So, the past couple weeks of Twitter twitting, I've done, uh, I would read three tweets from Twitter user Onoshi Twitten, two of them written by me, right? the other one by her. I'm reversing that this week. Okay. Mainly because I forgot to do two. <laughs> but I got one tweet written by me, oh two boy. written by Twitter user Funny Lady. Oh no, she twits. So now I got to guess which one you wrote? That's right. Okay. So this might be easier. Mm. Might be hard. <laughs> Maybe you lose glasses. We'll see. <laughs> okay. You ready? Mm hmm. Cory Booker is a black man, and he has the word book in his name, so Trump must really hate him. Oh, my God. Okay. Got it? Uh Uh-huh. Trump doesn't belong to any house at Hogwarts because the sorting hat would never go anywhere near that crusty orange dead weasel he calls hair. Hmm. (laughs) Little known fact, the name Trump is a combination of the words trash and dump. Oh boy, that's tough because they all suck. Yeah, but which mm. one sucks the best, the most? Yeah, which is, yeah, which one do you dislike the least? Mm-hmm. God, that's mm. bad. This, what do you think? These are tough ones. These are really tough ones. Yeah, it's it, it's somehow harder when. Hmm. Oh no, she twittened. Twitter user. And they're all Trump. They're all yeah. Well, I, I decided to go with the theme, mm-hmm. but this week, I usually I've, I've tr- I'm going to try and do that from now on. Is have three of the same. I'm going to do the Cory Booker one. Cory Booker is a black man, and he has the word "book" in his name, so Trump must really hate him. Yeah, that is a tweet by Oh No <laughs> She Tweet Dent. <laughs> Sorry. Trump doesn't Boy. belong to any house at Hogwarts oh, because the sorting hat would never go anywhere near that crusty orange dead weasel he calls See, hair. Uh, there was two. Was me. There was. There, I felt like you <laughs> wouldn't put that many adjectives in. Well, but I guess I'll, that's how you know I am the best at the game of Twitter twitting. Now, Christian, was there any tweets this week that made you say this, this ain't, ain't it, Chief? And it is, actually, I got one submitted hey. by a listener to the show and personal friend of mine, Rigel. Rigel. Loaf of... Loaf. Good Lord. Got bread on the brain. Uh-huh. Oaf of Largo on Twitter. Loaf of Largo is an interesting idea for his <laughs> podcast, if he ever wanted to do that. This is uh, from somebody on Twitter who goes by the handle Comrade Oaks mm-hmm. with a rose emoji and a black flag emoji. I don't remember the exact person that made the tweets I'm thinking about, but I'm pretty sure I know exactly what you're going to do. Modern day African Americans, wage laborers, have it far worse than they ever did during chattel slavery. So many following below the poverty line. Chattel slavery was terrible, so it has no moral legs to stand upon. It's a reality, that being said, that wage labor is worse. 
It is not racist to say a racial group had a better under insert type of slavery. It is racist to say that they have it better under the current slavery wage labor that's harming them far more than any other past set of institutions holding them down. <laughs> that's a good one. That's, that's really tough. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Rigel sent it over to me. Uh, he actually sent me a couple to choose from. But uh, That's a good one. Yeah, so that one made me say... <laughs> This ain't it. I'm, I'm starting to notice the rose emoji people are becoming a little more unhinged than lately. <laughs> it's that uh, that woke. Uh, yeah. It's you think a, you, you think you had a bad back then? You don't know how bad you have it now. It's different than the the other the YA woke. This is a different type, and it's equally stupid, no doubt. Sure. But now, okay. So I got a post here. This was okay. This is weird. So, <laughs> a lady on Facebook, she uh, she posted it was an article from uh, the Independent. U.S. government orders all non-emergency staff to flee Iraq. She had her own commentary. There's a lady named Tia. Or maybe all this abortion stuff is just so we don't notice we're about to start a new war. You never vote out a president in the middle of a war. Weren't we all ready to impeach him last week? So she's saying this is a distraction, sure. of course, whatever. Pretty common thing. Well, a lady named Amy Jones responded to that. I think I know what is going on. Seriously, if you believe in reincarnation, the whole war thing would kill Iraqi citizens, and then people in the USA would get pregnant and be refused rights to abort, oh my meaning God. the Iraqi <laughs> citizens would have the ability to become legal, completely unrecognizable citizens of the USA. <laughs> It's like secret instant immigration, undetectable to the average person because they have been conditioned by churches to believe that reincarnation doesn't exist and that people go somewhere called heaven or hell after we die. Meanwhile, the Iraqis will be born as Americans, which will be like going to heaven for them, with pseudo-freedom awaiting them once they emerge from their mother's womb. But since not every child being born would be a foreign transfer, we would have no way of knowing who we are giving birth to in this country or where they come from. Maybe the government is involved, and this is part of the trade between nations. And since most people from foreign nations wouldn't speak English, it would make sense as to why babies have to learn how to talk, read, etc. Or maybe the babies were previously animals. This is another theory I have. There has to be some reason why we can't remember who we were before we were born as the humans we currently are. Holy (laughs) shit. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's some secret invasion yeah, shit. That wow. is one of the most... How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. To Amy Jones, I say, uh, this ain't it, Chief. Oh, boy. <laughs> Your kid's going to be in Iraq. Kid's in Iraq. <laughs> I just love the idea of like somebody over there gets popped, and then all of a sudden, so, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> And the reason, and they can't get an abortion, the reason why abortions are being banned is so those Iraqi citizens can reincarnate in this country yeah. as a immigration. Absolutely the best thing I've ever read in my life. That's rocks. Wow. Well, folks, I think that is a absolutely perfect way to, to wrap up fantastic episode of uh, some of the world's dumbest people. 
Uh, go to patreon.com slash report this post for bonus episodes. Uh, we just started a new month now of uh, fun stuff. We have a bonus episode every week. Content we put up there. There's a store. We have an Instagram, Twitter. Go to reportthispost.com to find all that shit. Um, I don't know. What else you got? That's it. Great. Bye. <laughs>